Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Orada. Other words, I mean, good morning. Good morning. That's another one. That's another one. Uh, I thought it was Joy Noel then. Joy Noel. <laughs> What's Merry Christmas in French? Bon voyage. Bon voyage, yeah. Bonjour. Um, this week, Dean, I don't think I'm going to tell him what the podcast is. Oh, okay. Let him figure it out themselves, yeah? Yeah. Any clues? Are just going to leave, like a cold open, like a wire or something. Yeah? That's right. You know, piece it together yourself. Hey, yeah. anyway, what are you going to show me this week, Dean? Right. Um, a bit of explanation for this one. Um, it's technically it's a bit of a podcast crossover because I do a lot of them uh, other times. This is uh, from a recent episode of the Monday Night Movie Club I do with Dan and John, which I did. I mentioned something from that recently when I did the Steven Seagal films, but. This isn't quite the same. This one's okay because this actually I introduced to that after a conversation we had before then. This technically should be this is ours first. So I'm, I'm reclaiming it for our podcast. Right. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> just just I know we have a couple of overlap listeners, so I'm just telling them uh, a bit of expedition. Dean has reached the bottom of the barrel and he's <laughs> regurgitating podcast fodder from no, his no, other no. podcast. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. I I genuinely really want your take on this because this is actually something that I think you'd enjoy, regardless. So um this is uh, a scene from the nineteen ninety Eight uh, Michael Winner movie, Part in Shots. Oh, good, now, okay. Uh, I introduced you to the, the fact that it existed. Yes. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, which I imagine is literally everybody listen to this, <laughs> uh, the film is about a wedding photographer who finds out he's got six weeks to live because of advanced stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. And due to various uh, revelations, he's a he's a downtrodden sad sack. People have taken advantage of him all his life and stuff. And he's realized, hang on, I've got nothing to live for. He just decides he's going to start killing people who wronged him yes. uh, for a sense of justice. It does sound like a good story, well, actually. The, the concept actually isn't that bad, which is why the film itself is so like, so you had this good idea. This is what you did. <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. okay. Um, the lead role is Chris Rea, <laughs> yeah. which is well, a fun thing to say anyway. Um, <laughs> a friend Dan Thomas pointed out that uh, he, found, he found the story of how he got the part. Michael Winner was trying to get one of two other actors, um, couldn't make up his mind. Oh, he's trying to persuade one of them, and then the other one to come back. And then he went on holiday and on a beach, and Chris Rea was there, and he met him. He said, Ah, oh, you can have it instead. <laughs> I, just, I just gave him the lead role. <laughs> Based on the fact he met him on a beach and they had a nice time. <laughs> Chris Rea is the lead in this murder, <laughs> murder spree doc. Um, movie oh, God. so that's basically the film itself is gloriously bonkers uh in terms of what the hell why did anyone get involved with this why is it why is this happening why is this why does it look like this why does it sound like this why is this what is this dialogue all of it is shockingly ridiculously bad often in an entertaining way but also it just grinds you down eventually so uh oh, no. oh. yeah so it's it's like it's a mix it's a mixed bag if you yeah, well, I'll show you a clip now. So, the, but the clip I'm going to show you is his first. Uh, this is this, obviously this doesn't spoil it. His first kill, uh, where he right. takes out his ex-wife Lisa, who has been established as being a bit of a, you know, you know she's very uh, superficial, she's very shallow, very uh, me, 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 very selfish. 
Uh, we found out he, she convinced him to give his money to a, a dodgy investor played by Bob Hoskins. Lost all the money, and then she blamed him for doing it. And um, she moved on to a younger man, but it keeps telling him to do stuff for her. And she treats her like shit, essentially. Uh, so he decides that she's got to die as a result of this. <laughs> so here's the scene where Chris Rea <laughs> talks to his ex-wife, played by Tim Diana Rigg. <laughs> and uh, they have... Um, well, let's just watch and let's talk over it. I could have changed. Funny you told me. How many mistakes can you make, Harry? The business was going. No one wanted Chris to Rhea. <laughs> grow as a human being. Then you lost our money. So let me climb it. Look at the way he's just standing. I suppose yeah. so. Yeah. What's that? Lovely sound cue there for murder. <laughs> Good. Good. <Bought> it. <laughs> Don't shoot yourself. Not here, please. I'm not going to shoot myself, Lisa. I understand the desire to end it all sooner rather than later. I'm going to shoot you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Jovial bit of a death. I'm going to shoot you because you walked out on me for no reason. You walked out on me without giving me one is chance. This, the music is... Yeah. Isn't it just? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the dog's coming. Yeah. It's different now. Yeah. Goofy Patsy. <sighs> never trust people who love dogs. Never have anything left for anyone else. <laughs> for a bold <laughs> claim. <laughs> Bye-bye, Lisa. I love you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and now it becomes this. It really is the music that's destroying yep. this. Yeah, yeah. The delivery isn't great, but... I a shot. One bang. Calm is firing. Why should I care? I've got nothing to lose. Must be having a nice time, I think. Yeah, yeah, he looks really nice. Yeah. Going on a bit, mind, isn't it? Just shoot us, Christ's sake. What about you, you pathetic moron? <laughs> Barging in and threatening a defenseless woman. I could have had a heart attack. I bet it's not even a real gun. Mind. I'll tell you something, Harry. There's a reason people like you get cancer. <laughs> they deserve to die. <laughs> 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 What's happened to her? He's turned her into a scarecrow. Dogs. <laughs> and. Oh, he's coming on with his music. Yeah. Dogs got pissed in there? Uh, uh, yeah. I knew that clown was going to come into it. <laughs> Check out the clown. <laughs> So that's a death scene in this film. That's the first major death scene. And it's basically, uh, someone's asked, what if Death Wish was a carry-on film? Yes, it's very carry-on. Yeah. Diana Rigg was clamming it up for no reason. And that music was appalling. If they had played that straight, if she had played it straight, mm. Chris Rea's lack of acting ability would have come across as menacing. Yeah. Uh, or at least some kind of subversive, th- subversive thing. Yeah. you know, he's obviously trying his best, bless him, right? But yeah. he just looks like a maniac, which is what you want. <laughs> yeah, but he's um again, he's doing what he can, given he's not an actor and not even that big a pop star at this point. But you see, you see the look of this; like it looks like a carry-on film. Right? It sounds like a carry-on film. Yes, this came out the same year as The Matrix. What this is it, this? This is like 1999. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 98. Either way, it was, it was 
which are within 12 months of the Matrix. My word, I would have sworn this is an 80s thing. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at the cars as well, all the cars look 80s and 70s. Yes, there's an X-Reg BMW yeah. in this yeah. pause here. But this was filmed in 1990. Well, it, it wasn't a long project, I know that much. So it was, <laughs> they must have got the old cars in to make it look like this. Yeah. So <laughs> why did they do that? What, what, what? what? The entire film is like, what is Winner thinking here? Why, why? I know he's not most, the most uh, meticulous character, the best of times. All of his films are just glorious batchery and non- nonsense. But even this is like, why, why, why? That clown, for example, that was a very weird choice. A weird sort of small clockwork brass clown. Yeah. Which just looked ugly. In the, and I'm sure it wasn't there just now. It was a different, it kept moving around the, the room. It did, it, it did move around the room, just yeah. so it could be in, in out of the way when he, they are walking back and forth. And, yeah, it's a mechanical clown, which you, which occasionally just turns itself on and says, goodbye, goodbye, and waves. <laughs> and walks I, around a bit. Yeah, and I don't think that's a thing that anyone needs or wants. <laughs> Why have you got this hideous clown? Well, it says goodbye. Yes, yes, tell it goodbye. <laughs> I don't want it in my house. And, you are, Dean, an X-Reg yeah. car coming out in 1982. Yeah. So they've they've had well, unless there's somebody on that street where they're filming that had an extra edge car, it's well, probably like, more likely than they got an extra edge car to yeah. to try and trick people living in 1999 that it was actually 1980s, and by going to the cinema they've got travel back in time somehow. I think that's yeah. beyond. That's beyond, isn't it? I think Michael Miller wouldn't put that much effort into making something look <laughs> like that's that's a lot of time and logistical concerns to get to get through. Mm. Michael did not put any of that. Like that soundtrack is awful. It just sounds it's awful. It's like a carnival. Absolutely ruined it. Yeah, I mean, again, if there's no soundtrack, I imagine it wouldn't be the best thing ever. But it's the, the tone is wrong. It's really wild. And again, that death scene. What was that? <laughs> you turned into a marionette of some sort. She did, she did turn into yes, very puppety. Very strange. Have you seen it, Dan? You've watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's um. It's free on YouTube for anyone who wants to watch it because I thought no one's challenged <laughs> to take it down. No one, no one else has asked for it. No I think it's got more views here than it's got the cinema. Yeah, winner's dead and, and nobody yeah. else wants to put their hands up and claim responsibility yeah. for it. But um, if you read some of the reviews of it, it's sort of like Part uh, and Shots, not just a bad film. It's like it, it does lasting damage to British cinema. <laughs> a lot of the reviews are very, very. Uh, <laughs> very unflattering in that regard. It is terrible. It's terrible, like every aspect of it. And the thing is, Chris Rea, not only is he the lead role in this film, full of actors. Bob Hoskins is in this, John Cleese yes. is in this, Joanna Lumley's in this, Ben Kingsley's in this. Yeah. Oscar and Chris, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, and Chris Rea is the is the main man. <laughs> uh, but he also does all the all, all the songs. What that ridiculous music we were just listening to oh, was no, Chris Rea. Not the music. Oh, this, thing, there's, but... there's, Original songs in it. Like oh, yeah, original singing. songs. Yeah, and it's all Chris Rea. Jesus, this is getting worse. Yeah, and he's not, you know, his, his voice is not, you know, he's not a bad singer, but you know, think upbeat <laughs> moments and <laughs> tender love songs. like Hearing my wife due to cancer. <laughs> I'm going to find out, Dean, where, where right, so this came out in 1999, which has still amazed me. I don't think I'm going to recover for that for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what threw, threw me the most, to be honest, yeah. I'm going to find out. How close 1999 is to the last time Chris Rea had a hit, which wasn't quite <laughs> on for Christmas. <laughs> uh, right, let's bring up Wikipedia, Dean. Mm-hmm. In 1998, he released three singles. Mm-hmm. They charted 
uh, I didn't even know the charts went up this high, but apparently he reached <laughs> number 159 for a song oh, called what? Sweet Summer Day. <laughs> that might be in this, to be honest. <laughs> uh, he did have a hit in 1994, which would have been four or five years earlier. Hmm. Um, yeah. 1993, Julia. I think we would know that song if we played it. Yeah, but how, how high did that get? That got to number 18 in the charts, which is reasonable. No, it's totally reasonable, but it's like, Chris Rea wasn't like, uh, he wasn't like John Travolta, like uh, he was big once, he's desperate for this comeback. This, he was a middling pop star of, you know, oh, that guy, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I get the impression he wasn't like unhappy or he wasn't particularly... Um, I think he was unwell at this point, or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, it's it's such, such an odd thing. Just it's also bleakly. It's Oliver Reed's last film that was released before he died. Oliver Reed's in it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did all the big stars in it then? Do they just have like ten seconds of screen time? Is it that sort of thing? Ben Kingsley has like you know, three minutes worth of screen time. Um, uh, John Cleese is a cam. He's, I think it was it's cameos, is it? Essentially, yeah, but uh, yeah. Oliver Reed's okay. character is baffling. So what 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 what's happening here? <laughs> why is he why is he doing this? What what's <laughs> he's the hitman that sort of um Chris Rea ends up working with for various convoluted reasons. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um it's just bleak. <laughs> it's, <just> really, <laughs> it's like we like, so how much do they pay for this? Why is it set in now but looks like it's in the seventies? Why is Chris Rea the lead? <laughs> Why are people in this when they don't need to be? The film cost a couple of grand, most clearly. Yeah. Uh, why, why did? Why? Why is the writing like this? Why is the sound like this? What? Literally, this, this is the why does this exist of films? Like, there's no reason for it. There's no justification for it at all. And you, and you saw just a brief glimpse of of it. So yeah, everyone should watch it. It's, it's hilarious. I think I will. I think I will watch it. I am interested. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I watched it. It's like, oh well, I've seen that now. <laughs> That's definitely a thing I know. I, I know from start to finish. But if you watch it, please come back and compare notes. So I'd love to hear what you think about it in full. I will. I'll give you a full rundown. On that ended, let's give our scores. Um, should we give it? Because I have watched the old film. Should we just give the score on based on that little yeah, bit that I watched? That's two minute scene. Yeah, that's probably the yeah. best approach. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get. You know, I it's it was awful, uh, you know, in every sense. <laughs> one of those things where all the all the some of its parts <laughs> in there's some strange alchemy going on here, which makes it oddly com- like, like, like watching like a slow motion car crash. It's, okay, yeah, I want to see where this goes. <laughs> and, um, so for that, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff in it, but there's a certain spark which I find quite compelling. Uh, you know, it's, like, it's meant to be a murder scene, but it's full on wacky. And uh, yeah, so I'll give it points for that. Fair. I think I was going to give it a three as well. Okay. I didn't not enjoy it at the start until that stupid music came on. I, I, mm. I, I thought it was, it was going to be good because I liked the way Rio was playing the character. And then Diana really started hamming it up too much. That daft music came in. Mm. The dog came in. He didn't shoot the dog. <laughs> I didn't. That's not. That clown. I spotted that clown, and I you did, I knew... yeah. I did too, and no one else did. I watched it, so I thought, yeah, yeah, I think we're going to be in sync on this, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I knew it was going to do something. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a three. Yeah, I am going to watch this film. I'm going to make that commitment to you and the listeners right now. I'm going to watch all of this film. 
Um, and I'm then, um, if I don't enjoy it, because I do like the concept, yes, I'm going to see if I can write a better version of it. Oh, please. I would love to see that. That'd be great. I'll cool. still get so. Rhea to play it. I think the added <laughs> yeah. maturity will... I think you'd be happy to. Yeah. Yes, I think I think he'd do a good job now because he's a bit older. Mm. It'd be tough getting some of the other stars. Yeah. Diana quite... Rick, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> yeah, really hard for quite a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> might need to recast those. I think John Cleese would do it. I think John, John Cleese, Cleese would, do it. yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. He'd do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, just all he needs to be sold on is it's but a, a man who gets revenge and murders his ex-wife. Is, <laughs> oh yeah, he probably want to be the leader this at this point, wouldn't he? he would, yeah. Anyway, um, three from both of us. Good work. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners. Mm, yes. Dean, this is what I'm going to show you this week. It is a product you would be glad to know. I'm glad. Back to our comfort zones. I like it. What it is, Dean, it's got a long name again. It's from Amazon called Fake Electrical Outlet Sticker. Hilariously funny joke power outlet decals. Wall outlet decal gag is great for April Fool's office prank. Includes 10 plug socket stickers. And what it is, is um, it's basically a sticker that you can stick on the wall to make it look like a plug socket. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the long game when it comes to practical <laughs> jokes, that, isn't it? That, this, first thought, this is exactly the sort of gag item which will be bought for the office by the guy who wears the wacky ties. Yeah. The Colin Hunt types, like, oh, you, you guys are going to love this. <laughs> you prick. So the thing with modern offices are... Like the yeah. the sockets, they're all in use because people go there every day, pretty much. Yeah, and they're usually in places where it would make sense to have sockets. It would, yes. So if you're going to buy these stickers, you could be waiting like years. You could sit out to the rest of your work in days mm. uh, without anybody looking to use a fake wall socket. Absolutely, because like, workplaces are you know, quite routine. Everyone knows where everything is. Uh, imagine you know, some places have competition for wall sockets because you've got to plug in these days, you've got to plug in all the laptops, all the printers, all the, oh, yes, all the yes. faxes and your hula hoops and your, you know, <laughs> all, 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 the, all, all that stuff. But so if you came into your office and like, you know, you look down, like, oh, there's two plug sockets here which weren't here yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah. how do we miss that this entire time? But even if that does work, someone gets the, the plug and goes, oh, this isn't a plug socket at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what's the payoff to this exactly like, yeah. so, ah, I got you you stupid <laughs> bastard yeah. what <laughs> who's the sucker here <laughs> yeah it is isn't it this is a reverse practical joke where the only person who comes out looking like an idiot is the person who put the sticker on yeah. Yeah. you thought it was a plug talk it's a fake I put it, I spent money on this <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting nine years <laughs> Yeah. And I got you, person who's here on their first day. You yeah. are a thin clown. <laughs> yeah. You know how many promotions I turned down to wait out, <laughs> yes, to yes. wait out this moment? <laughs> and it's all been worth it. It's all been worth it. <laughs> how do you feel about practical jokes generally, Dean? I'm not a big fan of them. No. I have no. the time where I've ever done one. Like lying, lying is good for <laughs> <laughs> But like, the effort to set up a practical joke, fuck that. Yeah, it's um, in pranks generally. I've got really no time. For. It's people have made the point of when it's April Fool's Day. Like this one says, "Great for April Fool's Day." So not only is a shit shit product, it's only good half a day. <laughs> a year. 
<laughs> which is like oh, no one cares about that. But yeah. to make it like you know, April Fool's Day, he's self-defeating because it's the day when you think, oh, this is the day when you do pranks. <laughs> so I'm just gonna not gonna trust anyone or anything. For yeah, like, yeah. For best part of 12 hours. Yeah. And like all those companies put out uh, oh, April Fool's Day articles, shut up, no one cares, no one's ever yeah, cares. Nobody cares. No. Doesn't work anymore. He used to work in the days of Tomorrow's World, didn't he? So he'd introduce something like what the spaghetti trees and yes, uh, that's the most famous one. That, yeah, that was good. And the because when they did that, spaghetti was a foreign food that not many people well, exactly, and you had no way to check, look it up. So yeah. it's actually quite a gamble to to put that out there. Which uh, yeah. no, when there are stakes, I said, oh, I don't still don't like it, but I get it. But it's like let's make a completely innocent person look like a tool uh, yeah. for you know, like well, those shows like was it um, balls of steel or something when they have. Let's follow someone go to a supermarket and jump on people. <laughs> like, and our YouTube stuff does that now, like pranking my family. Ah, like, yeah. Stop being a dickhead, will you? Like, yeah, just arseholes <laughs> pissing around in Asda, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This person's trying to live their life. They've been yeah. harassed constantly by some tosser looking for laughs. Yeah. Well, not even laughs, likes and subscribes. Yeah, it's it's also, it's it's low-key bullying, let's be honest. It it's, is, uh, it is, it really yeah. is. So I think yeah. we're both on the same page of, I don't like pranks, and I don't like people who do them. No. Prank calls, I have no time for either. Prank calls. They, they, they can be some good ones. Yeah. They, they can be done well, but like um, usually usually it's done by commercial radio DJs going, oh, do a bit of prank call this person. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Let's call up someone in a call centre and make their life marginally harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah. What a tool they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bastards. Yeah, but like these, like, these plug socket ones, I mean, they're a little bit more American to me. Like they are. Sort of, these are American yeah. plug sockets, yeah. in fairness, yeah. Because yeah. ours wouldn't work like that, would it? Because British plug sockets are far more, they stick out a lot more, yeah. usually. Whereas Americans tend to be flush to the wall. But I think ours are better, by all accounts. Too, it, so. Well, these these are, they are, um, these particular ones are designed in a way where they, they stick out the wall a little bit. It looks a bit like a tile, like a kitchen yeah, okay. tile sort of thing. So there's a picture of one there. It does look fairly realistic, in fairness. Yeah, I mean from yeah. the from the pictures they give you, like, but yeah, but again, this is someone trying to sell them to us, so maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you get it, it's probably got Scooby Doo on it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, just a crayon with the word plug written on it. <laughs> yeah, and the pranks on you then, because you paid money for this, and it wasn't actually a plug at all. <laughs> yeah, would that be sort of a good defence in court? No, they paid for a prank; they got a prank. See, see, yeah, that one is yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you're yeah. the one trying to prank someone, then you are, you know, you're fair game. Yeah. I imagine if you said that in court, the judge would stand up and applaud. Yeah, then he would. The wig would fall right off. Just... <laughs> yeah, he'd fly into the air like that. American judges don't wear wigs. <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, they might do, but not for. It's not mandated by the court outfit. A <laughs> bald judge who's self-conscious. Come <laughs> on, bald, get that wig off. <laughs> We're not English. <laughs> So I'm recovering from chemo, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you plug in your uh, radiotherapy machine? <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine doing this in the hospital? <laughs> so like, quick, get the crash card. Oh no! <laughs> ah, look at your face, B. Hey, um, I I've had a look at the reviews on this thing, and okay. uh, here is this. Review here it encapsulates who has been purchasing this item. I'm going to read it out loud to you now. Okay. Uh, this is five stars. 
I placed one where my wife has always wanted an electric outlet. I tricked her. She thought I had installed one. What a half wit. I laughed for minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on the fucking box. Provided minutes of fun. <laughs> for, for, for you specifically. <laughs> I really like this and I hope it's genuine. That his wife had been like always wanted an electrical outlet there. <laughs> he stuck the sticker up. She thought that he'd actually listened to her for once. And then <laughs> she, he's like, what a half wit. Ah, you believed I would do something nice. Ah. <laughs> Useful. And, and that's on you. <laughs> that's on you, you half wit. Ah, oh I'm an arsehole. Ah. He's really divorced now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Top critical review. <laughs> Just a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a plug with a sticky end that can actually fool someone. This is <laughs> look. This is just copy pasted picture and outlet on a sticker that wouldn't fool anyone. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even good. Like, <laughs> but what was he expecting? <laughs> and in fairness, to like the, the product, seventy five percent of all ratings are given it five stars. Yeah. Only 4% have said one star, including the person who just said it's, it's just a sticker, when it's clearly <laughs> is just a sticker. That's the fucking point of it. Yeah. But also, out of all, like, out of 315 people who wanted to buy some fake electrical outlet stickers, <laughs> but for reasons known only to themselves, only three quarters are actually happy with it. <laughs> when you look at it like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, you're not like, you know, this shouldn't be a high bar to clear <laughs> <laughs> to get full five stars. How far would you go for a prank, team? Oh, well, not very far. Um, depends who the victim is, I think. If it's someone who deserves it, someone who actually yeah. you know, is... Um, uh, well, like, you, know, you can have, like, we did a surprise birthday for you that time. Is that, that kind of a prank? We did sort of lie to you on No. <laughs> I don't think that's a prank, is it? That's a, no, it's a nice thing. A surprise, it? yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's like, for a prank, you have to have a victim, don't you? It's like, you know, yes, exactly, yeah. yeah someone has to be the point to laugh at, don't you? Yeah, yeah, so that's not a prank. So, like, I, I go away to do something nice like that. It was a nice surprise, but yeah, that's not a prank. So, I just got, I don't find it a really uninspiring, unpleasant form of humor. So, you know, I wouldn't, again, unless the victim was really had it coming. I don't know. But then, if they are that sort of unpleasant, but you don't want to do a prank, you want to do like, no, you want to shoot them, didn't you? You want to go full Chris Rear on them, didn't you? you want to, yeah, exactly. Get them, get them, get that clown involved. Gun them down with some really weird music in the background. Yeah. You got your ex-reg BMW. <laughs> really inconspicuous car in 1998. <laughs> I can't believe that film came out in 1998. It's crazy. <laughs> also, another plot point which seems to go unremarked is that um, he goes to all these crime scenes and kills people. He's got his own branded van. He's <laughs> 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 his name on it. That never comes up. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, so what should we give this up? I'm really torn here because you know, I think you know the whole concept is tedious and annoying and people should be like, but I've a lot of fun looking at it and talking about it. So uh, I'm gonna be, be generous, give it a four. Okay. Because uh, I've, I've I've just enjoyed the reviews and the <laughs> I think it's a it's a very good service of exposing the sort of people who would uh die <laughs> this sort of stuff. And I like, you know, exactly. good, let's keep an eye on this on, on this sort. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a three. When I first saw it, I thought, who's going to bother buying this? This looks rubbish. And then when I read that review from the man who called his wife a half-wit, 
Yeah, it bumped it up for three for me. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be really, it? Yeah. I just pictured that man just mm. sat there just laughing at his wife. But probably, <laughs> like, she hates him. I imagine she Oh, hates. absolutely, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, not, it's not an isolated incident, is it? If he's buying stuff to fool his own wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe, though. Let's, actually, Dean, why not mm. this? Why not let's think that um, uh, that's the only nasty thing he's ever done to her? Oh, fair enough. And he's so proud of it that, like, he's gone on the internet to let everybody know. <laughs> yeah. If you were, maybe if you were the sort of person who would, like, happily call your wife a half-wit because she tried to use a plug song and she's been asking you in, to install for the majority mm. of your, your life, you would revel in it a bit. you tell everybody, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Maybe he's, like, the downtrodden Chris Rea, Chris Rea character and his wife's, like, a battle axe who is constantly harassing him you never do anything. You never do this. You never like that. Maybe he, maybe he's got some vindication there. Yeah, maybe. I don't. But it's it's the glee with which he said, "What a half way." Suggests <laughs> that um, suggests yeah. that maybe he's more of a protagonist than not. <laughs> he's a bad, bad man. <laughs> okay, welcome back, friends. Here we go. Uh, random Wikipedia article time, Dean. It is indeed. Everyone's favourite section. Let's do this. Three to one. Here we go. Uh, the Children of Noisy Village film. Okay. Intrigued. Right. Intrigued. All right. Children of a Swedish film. So I think that's a translation because it does have a little bit of an on-the-nose title. Yes. Uh, shall I read it? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. It says, Children of Noisy Village, uh, Swedish, Alavi Barani Bullerbin, is a Swedish film which was released at cinemas in Sweden on 6th December 1986. Directed by Lassie Hallstrom, based on the books about the six Bullaby children by Astrid Lindgren. A sequel, more about the children of Noisy Village, <laughs> premiered the following year. The two movies were then reworked into seven episode TV series that was broadcast in 1989. Okay. I thought it said the six buttery children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you're into that, you know, those witches and fairy tales probably like a nice buttery child. Oh, yes, cook them up, yum, yum, yum. Have uh, you ever seen uh, The Children of Noisy Village, Dean? No, no, I haven't, Simon. I have not seen any Swedish 80s children's films in my life, <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, I do like it when uh, a film gets translated, or like a title gets translated into something which is, um, you know, doesn't make quite as much sense in, not make, make as much sense, but loses something in the translation. Because, um, like, my latest book, Emotional Ignorance, got translated into Dutch. Yeah. And <laughs> I think the translation works something like, Stop it! <laughs> Stop being stupid, or like, or just go be normal, or something like that. It's really, it's really quite aggressive sounding. So the impact may have been somewhat altered by the uh, by the title. Back it in, you. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. Uh, it didn't, didn't say a plot or anything. It doesn't say the plot. No, because of the cast, uh, Linda Bergstrom, Linda Bergstrom is the top cast person in the cast list. But she hasn't got a link in her name. Everyone else has either a red link or a blue one. Yeah. So she's the top. It doesn't have a... Uh... There's two of the actors. There's uh, seven main actors listed. And I mm-hmm. guess here's a poster for it here. So these must be... Here it comes. Oh, God, that's incredibly small image, Wikipedia. Can you zoom in? Here we go. We're going to zoom in, Dean. Here we go. Yeah. Zoom in. Uh, oh, God. Zoom in, and the picture gets smaller. How the <laughs> fuck does that happen? Damn you, Sweden. <laughs> All right. Oh, Christ. 
Hell's <laughs> bells. What the hell is happening here? Right, here we go. Moving across. Here we go now, Jane. <laughs> I'm watching you zoom over Zoom. Here it goes. Right then. So uh, I've zoomed into now, listeners, to the point where these seven children, they just look like pixels, essentially. Um, yeah. They look like they've committed a crime. <laughs> this is a reconstruction. Yeah. <laughs> They're showing it on television. Have you seen these people? Were you there at this time? Um, yeah, they've been distorted for to protect their identities. From what I can gather from this, this looks like something set in the past. I bet this is something like um, the Swedish version of um, not five children in it. What's that? All that famous five? Yes, the famous five. That's yeah. It. It's, yeah, it's got yeah. that vibe about it. Yeah, it does really does. Although from the they're blurry, but it looks like the six actor looks like an actual baby. It could be a baby. <laughs> so the rest of them all have, have headshots. Looks as like it was taken without their knowledge, which is disconcerting. <laughs> oh, Linda Burks, Linda Burks has a um, a link in the uh, the in the main the, section, does she? Yes, in, in the list underneath the the, the, the picture, where we call it um, the, the box. Where I can't see that. Under the picture. Oh, yes, 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 so, yes. So basically, this is um, um, oh, hang on. hang on. It says she's a Swedish table tennis player. Yeah, she's competing in the 2020 Summer Olympics. That's a different Linda Bergstrom. Got to be. Hang on. This film was made in 1986. Yeah. Oh, this is opening interesting windows. It is, actually, yeah. She was born in 1995. So the film came out in 1986. (laughs) It's very hard to be in a film before you're born. I know that. (laughs) That's science, that is. This is the first time we've encountered this, Dean, where a Wikipedia article links to someone wrong. Yeah, so that's automatically points off, I think, from definitely, the article, which I think definitely. was already struggling. It was really because... struggling. It doesn't even fucking say the plot. No. Let's try some also, of these other links. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah. It's also, like you said, it's good to have a picture in it, which it does. It does. But the picture is, uh, you know, almost counterproductive because you can't zoom in on it. You can't even see it. You can't see it. You can't zoom in yeah. on it. So it's actually an, an uh, irritating picture in that respect. It's more of a suggestion or something. I'm yeah. uh, So the main cast list of Seven Children has two blue links, and I'm going to open these up now, Dean. We've already found one f- lie. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Anna Celine. Okay, she was born 76, so she could do it, yes. Yes, yeah, so she could do it. She placed third in the Eurovision Song, Cast- Song Contest 2002 as Estonian entrant. What? Yeah, you can do that, can't you? Because um, yeah. Celine Dion won for Luxembourg, didn't she? Or Switzerland or something. That's right. And Katrina in the yeah. Waves won it for the UK, if you remember. Yeah, and they're, they're, from, the, they're from the sea, aren't they? <laughs> That's right. She's a mere woman. <laughs> from the sea. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever said. Um, so I think she's the right one, at least. I think this is the right one. Yeah. She's obviously got a stage background and so on. So, yeah, let's so, give her credit okay. for that. I'll give a quarter of a point for that. Now then, we're going to move on to Tove Efkefled. Oh, this is a Swedish actress. Mm. She was born 1983, which made, would have made... She's the child, Dean. Yeah, the, she was the small one. The one okay. Yes, they took a telescopic lens to get a picture of her. Yeah. The filmography is listed. This is interesting. So she stars as a child in these... Um, Children of the Noisy Village. She had a six-year break. She did something. She had another uh, four-year break. All Swedish stuff, it seems. Oh, yes, definitely. So then she looks like she started just doing erotic thrillers, though. <laughs> yeah, Based on the small images we've got, you've decided they're erotic thrillers. Okay, They cool, look cool. like erotic thrillers to me. 
Hey, oh. well, look, here we go. This is a plot of she, Tovey, the little child, which Dean thought was taken without consent, starred in a film <laughs> called Hannah Medhedge. And that was about an 18-year-old girl who was played by Tovey. She moves away from home. She meets a man called Jens, claiming to be a teacher who admires her poetry. She starts to receive prank phone calls, Dean. Oh, there we go. And she's being what feels she's being watched. Okay. Uh, she discovers that Jens is not actually a teacher. The soundtrack of the film is created by The Knife, who are a very, <laughs> very good band, which I do like, Dean. So that's oh, interesting. Okay. Good. Yeah. good name for a band, The Knife. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, can you go back to the next last page? Definitely. More about the children of Noisy Village. No, it tells us less. No, not less. Less. And the picture they've used is larger, but it is more creepy. It's got what <laughs> I imagine is uh, older Tovey there. Yeah. She's looking under what looks like Vincent Price. Just um, look a bit like Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. Or Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> yes, that, that's the one I was thinking of, yes. I'm really, I'm really sad Bruce Forsyth. Yes, yeah. So back to the show in the noisy village, Dean. Um, it feels like it might be one of those films where you can just take all you need from the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. some children in a noisy village, you know, they they have scrapes, it's fine. Sounds very Beano. It does sound a bit Beano. Right, I'll tell you what, Dean. Mm-hmm. The internet is bound to tell us what the plot of this film is. Wikipedia has failed us. So uh-huh. what I'm going to ask you to do, you sum up the plot of this film and... Um, We'll see how close you can get. Briefly, um, of course. I don't need uh, a scene. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, like, I, mean, I, I, want, I want this. This will be my, my ninth book. So I'm going to reimagine the children of Noisy Village. We enter a black screen. Credits roll. <laughs> Smash cut yeah. to Tove Edfeld. Drone shot. Swedish glaciers. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Forsyth consoles a sad, sad child. A long padded shot of the odds. I know they're Norwegian. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> a table tennis player yet to be born. <laughs> yeah, we see her conception. It is <laughs> horrific <laughs> and noisy. I'm going to get a standard Enid Blyton type stuff that's in a bunch of children get together. And uh, no, they, I guess they are the noisy ones who are causing this noise in in the village. And uh, maybe it's named Noisy Village, ironically, because they don't like that sort of stuff. So yeah, they're the ones who are having ventures and scrapes in a climate where that's sort of frowned upon. Uh, what type of climate? I'm thinking um, Second World War. Yeah, or post Second World War. So just like um, yeah, everyone's got so everyone's serious about the rebuilding. Uh, right. Okay. Right, then, here we go, Dean. I'm going to find the plot now. Uh, plot. I'm going to put in plot. Yeah, because you just gave us back the Wikipedia article. It you? is, yeah. Which has a different picture, Salam. Oh, it's IMDb's got it, I think. Uh, where's it gone? Where's it gone? IMDb. IMDb. Unless that was it, they just told us. Come on. Yeah, man. Come on, you can do this. Yeah, man. Nope, that was, that was the whole plot they gave us. Maybe film doesn't have a plot. Maybe it's just... Yeah. <laughs> It just it's just panning shots of Sweden and some children and Bruce Forsyth. No, it doesn't seem to have a plot in. No, well, no, no one knows it. Oh well, is it Astrid Lindgren? Maybe that's um, that seems right. to say something. I'm going to click on this. So here we go. Yeah. We found some, we we couldn't find anything about the film. We found something about the book. See, it says, says plot, yes. 
it's got to be the same plot. It says these small children, they live in a countryside village beginning of the previous century. What's that? Like 1900, uh, 1900. Oh, it must be, yeah. 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 Probably the 1800s, is it? Mm. They live in harmony in nature with the, and the seasons. Sounds yeah. fucking awful, doesn't it? Jesus. <laughs> it sounds really <laughs> tedious. It sounds like a book written about the countryside by someone who's never actually been there. Yeah. This idolised rural lifestyle is, oh, isn't everything lovely? People rosy-cheeked and ruddy, they go about their business milking cows and picking apples and... Ah, and like, there's no mention of cow shit or anything, or, or like scabies or whatever they get. Yeah, smallpox. Yeah, or viscera, or like slaughter and things like that. And <laughs> Yeah, not that it should be, I'm saying, but that's, it's a clear omission. The film film is available on YouTube. So that could be the second film recommendation for the episode. Yeah, let's have a double bill, part in shots of the children of Noisy Village. Here we are, and we make a pact. We'll okay. make a pact. I'll rewrite um, the Chris Rea film, and you'll have to rewrite the Children in Noisy Village. Okay, cool. Well, uh, how are we got to next week? Or... <laughs> yeah, next week. And we'll, yeah, next week yes, right. well, is next week the guest episode? If it is, we'll just get them to we'll make them do it. Yeah, I'll be speaking on them last minute. That's so, exactly. as you're a guest, <laughs> you've got to rewrite the two films. Start in now. <laughs> uh, so, right then, what are we going to give this now? Uh, are we coming to a close? I think we're going to have to. I mean, I think we are. Yes. This, uh, Nothing else. Couldn't even find the trailer. Just the full film. No, but we, we're going to review the article, aren't we? And yeah, we've got to review the, article, the article. It's very poor. It's got no plot for a film. Doesn't link to the right actor. Yep. And um, yeah, just give, send you on the houses. So send yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to give it a one. I think this is a this is a. I'll, no, I'll give it a two in case there's a translation issue. It's going to be someone in Swedish trying to write in English. So maybe there's uh-huh. an issue there. No, no, 1.5. I'm going to take, you know, that's 1.5. slightly limited. 1.5, I can go to Dave's Decimal. Okay, Dave's Decimal for this article. For me, I'm going to give it a one. I'm not going to be as um, nice as you are, Dean. I think it's a stinker, yeah. a real stinker. Yeah, it's really let us down, yeah? It, on top of the linking to the wrong actor, didn't even link to an actor, linked to a <laughs> sportswoman who wasn't even born when the film came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't have a plot. The picture... Yeah, that's that's annoying. That's really annoying. You click on it to enlarge, and it gives you a smaller picture. How is that even <laughs> possible? It's an achievement in, in a sense, I suppose. <sighs> poor, poor show, Wikipedia. Yeah. Back up your ideas. You're going to have to back up your ideas. Indeed. So, there we go. 